right, Herfo. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good to be back. Good to be back. We're back again. Who would have thought? <laughs> well, no one can stop us, right? True. We've got the equipment. True, true. One person listened. My all, mom, she said it was all right. Yeah, all, all the gear, no idea. That's it. Uh, what's been happening? Not a lot. Not a lot. I'm just, I'm still having a bit of a laugh. We were, we were having a chat just before about a logo for the podcast. You know, Dane said, Jonesy said, every every podcast has a logo. So we, we tried to get one done and it was a bit dark and... Now we're thinking about a cartoon. And, w- and what do you think you'll look like, mate, as a cartoon? No, it was more the other way around. I said, <laughs> how do you see yourself in a cartoon? And <laughs> Kind of like The Rock? Kind of like The Rock. And we are talking about a little skinny guy holding a, a gun or something like that. What was it? Yeah, so when I was having a look at it, um, there was the, you know all these different scenarios. And basically there was... A guy with a cowboy hat on, holding a water pistol, pointed to the side, and the uh, the side by side image of the cartoon was him jacked holding <laughs> holding a shotgun. <laughs> so it's kind of where I seen myself. So our cartoons are going to be a lot better than us <laughs> in real life, anyway. So nah, it's good. And there was a little look alike as well. Boston this morning, my son walked past a book I've got in the house, and he goes, "Ah, oh, that looks like Dane." a 56 year old man who <laughs> just got promoted to the premier league with Leeds united compliment and kind of not as well because look. of the footballing brain or the look yeah. <laughs> well yeah i don't know we'll leave that one for the <laughs> listeners all right let's get into some football um good what's been happening mate um in the league well there's been plenty happening so where's everything at right now where you said yeah well it's, it's great the a league's restarted yes it would be remiss of us not to mention as much as it hurts, but not to mention Sydney FC overnight won the league. Congratulations to them. Um, well done, boys. Very good side. Consistently at the top. Obviously, it happened through draw, 1-1 draw between Wellington and Adelaide overnight. So congratulations to Sydney FC. We've seen games between Newcastle's played now. They've looked very good. The three-five-two happening and I think it really suits their players at the moment, especially their back three of Nigel Bogard, Topper Stanley and young Johnny Katrumbus. So very good side there. They've looked good. Wellington's looked very good. But really the spectacle and the football has been really, really good. That opening game of Sydney and Wellington was an absolute cracker of a game. Both teams pressing and, and pushing forward. Both teams trying to play and score goals top game of football and to be honest the rest have been as well yeah you can see why they're one and two right now right so they've you know they've dominated they they looked sharp out of the gate you know going going to the last couple of games um where do you see you know the teams where are they at right right now from my point of view i like wellington wellington looked really strong you know they they played it wide they go around you um they they should have had more goals to be fair and last night's game in particular you know sydney very structured team they look very solid but I like the way Wellington play. They, they, you know, they're they're quick, very, you know, they move the ball very fast. So. You like that Kakache, don't you? The winger played very well. If he, I could say his name, I, I would say it. But um, well, it's good that you say he's a winger because he's actually the left fullback. But, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So, and that just shows how much attacking football Wellington plays. You know, they do play a similar structure to Sydney FC. Uh, obviously, Wellington had a great run last year under Mark Rudin, but they played. Their principles are still quite similar as, as last year, but it's a completely different system of play. Last year was a three-five-two, whatever you want to call it, and but this year they're playing more of a, a four-box midfield with the two strikers. So 
they've done it really well. Ufi worked under Steve Corica at Sydney FC, and so Sydney FC play a similar kind of way, but you can see Ufuktale has really put his own stamp on it. He's recruited so well with these players that he's brought in, the, the strikers that he's brought in from the UK. Obviously, Kakache has just picked up where he left off last year for Wellington, but yeah, for me as well. If Sydney weren't so far ahead, you'd, you'd think that Wellington would be a chance to pip them. But uh, as we know, Sydney won the league. So well done, Sydney <laughs> as much again. As you love that, right? <laughs> but, you know, uh, Adelaide, Wellington, also a really good game. Uh, one all was the final score. Wellington, very unlucky not to, not to take that with a pen at the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I forgot about that pen. Great save from uh, Izzo. And, you know, when you look at Adelaide's squad, they got a, they got, they're pretty stacked as well with young players. Riley McGree's there, Ben Halloran's there, back from obviously Germany. Um, you got the young players in Torre coming through. Ryan Stain, you feel like he's a defender, feel like he's been playing in the league for 10 years, but he's only been here a couple of years, but so solid as is Kiddo as well. So they're, they're dangerous. They're a dangerous side. I think they're in pole position to, to get that final six spot as well. Yeah, they played in some really good periods there, and, and I think they just kind of dropped off towards the end. But yeah, you're right. That's They're right in the mix. The top six is is looking really tight. A few teams that can get in there at the moment. Yeah, there is. I think we've got West United. That was a massive result for them over victory last night. That really puts them, it kind of puts them in a great position. There's, there's a couple of teams there. There's West United, obviously the Wanderers who haven't played yet, but they've only played 21 games. So they've got the five games in hand. Now you always hear from a team, you'd rather have the points on the board than games in hand. But you'd just like to think with the way the Wanderers ended before COVID that they'll hopefully pick up where they left off and continue on because they'll play with some good confidence and getting some great results. Yeah, it's looking like you'll probably be around 35 points or so just to get in the top six. It may vary a little bit, you know, but Sydney's got some, uh, the Wanderers, sorry, have got some really tough games ahead of them. Tough games, tough games for sure, but it's the A-League, it's the salary cap league. You expect tough games every other week, and it's it's always been like that from the start. I think even when they go to Central Coast on Monday night to play against the Mariners, they're going to be expecting a tough challenge, and they'll get one because the Mariners don't roll over for anyone, and they want to keep improving, keep getting better. They're probably going to blood a bit more youth now, but I guess for them, they need to save a bit of pride, and there's so much history at the club. Obviously, it's not about that history. It's it's about them creating their own history at, at the Mariners now. They need to just start doing that. And playing multiple games, you know, three games in a week, I think some of the teams have played now. How does that – How I guess what's the process in that week for some of these players? For me, watching these games, um, Newcastle in their second game were brilliant. Wellington's been consistently good. Sydney was still good in their second game, even though they lost to Newcastle. So they've, they've done really well, and it's a credit to all the staff behind the scenes, the strength and conditioning coaches who have kept these guys, their bodies strong and, and ready to get into this training, and the players themselves for the sacrifices that we spoke about a lot to keep themselves at a level to be able to compete two games a week. For sure. And what's next, Heft? Where, where, do, the, where do the players go? Um I know there's three games to go on, you know, the teams that are the furthest ahead, five on the Wanderers. The teams will work through over the, I think the final game's the 12th of August from memory. So, you know, it's a, it's a short space of time, <clears throat> excuse me, a short space of time, you know, to play through those games. And then I guess the top two teams will start thinking about finals and, you know, resting the players. Sydney's won it. 
So maybe they can juggle things around, give people match time. You want to make sure that people are still getting those minutes in their legs so they're ready for the finals because that's the next thing on their list, obviously, to win the grand final. Wellington challenging for that and consolidating that second position with Melbourne City. You get a home final and a, and a second bite at the Cherry, so to speak. And then you got those, you know, the teams that are battling it out for that those last couple spots in the top six. So they're probably not going to be able to rotate as much um, they'll be trying to get results in that first 60 minutes and then protect those results with subs at the end maybe that's probably how they'll look at it and then you got melbourne victory and and the mariners who are just gonna see what the young players can do start building for next year really interested to see how melbourne city look really interested to see how the wanderers look and we don't have to wait long to see that wanderers new coach announcement uh last week i think it was yeah, look, he's been in and around the club now for a couple of seasons. I think, you know, over the last two, three years, in terms of the Wanderers, we've probably had individually the best players that the club's had, you know, on paper. You've had some absolute quality players, but just as a team over the last couple of years, they haven't quite been able to get it together. JP takes over those six games. It's some of the best football I've seen from the Wanderers in a long time. If you go through their team and... Um, I'm hoping they're all ready to go for, for Monday against the Mariners. You've got a frightening front line of players that just work hard, make good forward runs, explosive with your Kwame, your Boas and your Mitchell Dukes. And then if you look at their back three, potential back three and the young players coming through, there's, you know, they're, they're scary defenders and competitive and, and want to win. And I really hope they, they continue on where they left off before COVID they got those five games to get themselves into that top six because if, if we get to the top six, oh, I really think we can do some damage in there. You know, you got Georgeski, he's just a winner, simple as that. Matt German, uh, Ryan McGowan and Patrick Ziegler as a, as a back three. If I'm a striker, I'm not really wanting to come up against them. <laughs> I know every tackle, I'm going to feel it. You know, and then you got someone like Tass Mordekutis and Tate Russell, two young ones coming through who are, um, especially Tass, got that nasty edge about them in every tackle. You know, you'll you'll which feel you, it. Which you want those guys in you your want, team. You want that. And these guys are, are babies, really. They're in their early 20s, but they're ready. You know, they've been in the setup for a long time. So really excited to see how they go up at the Central Coast. Awesome. How good sport at the moment around... You know, it's back. We're watching, you know, everything. We may have the UFC over in the corner. They're going when Whitaker's fighting shortly. But in terms of... Looking uh, forward to seeing Whitaker. Yeah, Whitaker looks real good. But in terms of the football side, you know, Europe, um, that's coming to a close as well. Uh, Bundesliga, Bayern have wrapped that up. La Liga, Real Madrid, you know, the standard teams have, have stood up again for another season. And then you've got the Premier League. The Premier League at the moment, uh, the final game is... Monday morning, our time, probably be wrapped up before we go to air. But in terms of the mix teams and what who can finish where, it's pretty exciting. At the top of the table as well, read this because it's it's such a crazy scenario. I, I, I don't remember anything happening this close. Yeah, go. So one and two, you've got uh, obviously Liverpool and Man City. Liverpool have already wrapped up the title there. In terms of, I'll read this so I don't get it wrong. But Chelsea, this is the scenario with Chelsea. Chelsea are currently coming fourth. United are coming third, and then you've got Leicester coming fifth. So it's very tight in terms of the scenarios. So Chelsea, we'll start with Chelsea. If Chelsea win or draw versus Wolves, they are confirmed top four. Um, if Chelsea lose, then it's dependent on the Wolves 
and Manchester United need to win at Leicester for them to stay up, which Leicester would then remain fifth. Chelsea will go through with Man U into the top four. Man United scenario is uh, Man United need to win or draw at Leicester. So United are playing Leicester at home. They need to win or draw that scenario. Um, or the other scenario for Man U, Chelsea are playing Wolves. Um, if Chelsea lose, Man United go through. They're all playing each other as well, aren't they? It's a crazy, crazy, oh, yeah. crazy scenario. Wolves, on the other hand, Wolves need to win to make the top six to, to make it into Europa. So they're actually playing some, and they're a good team. The Wolves are a very good squad. Um, Leicester. Leicester um, have to win at Man United or draw versus, and Chelsea have to lose to Wolves. So Leicester's scenario is they have to beat United. If they draw, they're out. All right, so... For Man United, it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to take in. It's a lot. That's to why take I thought in. I'd read it because it's that it's that complex. So I guess circling back, if Chelsea lose and Man United win, they're automatically through. Sorry, go back again. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> we will get there. It'd we be nice win. if we had a graphic. If our well, tech guy to my right over here could put a graphic. Yeah. Up on the uh, on mean, the screen for the viewers, Luca Duck, <laughs> Luca Duck. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to go over it again. There's a lot happening. There's there's, a lot. Yeah, and it, it often doesn't come down to the to the final round like that, but it's huge, huge windfalls for the team to be in Champions League. Big dollars, right? Big dollars, and and you attract players. Players actually want to come to you because they want to play the Champions League. We we'll have to get Michael Beecham on on here as well. He's played Champions League against Celtic, against Man United huge for a player it's it's one of the pinnacles alongside the world cup to play european champions league so yeah as we said massive carrot for those clubs to to be involved and if they're not they're in europa and then if you're if you're not in europa then you're not really in anything oh yeah that's right man players don't want to go to you to come into your squad right i think um you know there's a lot of talk man united um sancho is the next big signing for them or is on their radar from from what you read me as a Man U, you know, fan, um, he, he's a great asset to have. You know, you have Rashford, Martial, um, Sancho, and then the young boy Greenwood is, I think he's the... You he's know, been good. He's been very hot, good. Red hot. So, um, you know, you have those boys in there and, and pick up a couple other players. You know, it's it's about trying to close the gap with, you know, Liverpool um, and Man City. They're so far ahead at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, but they're playing some good stuff. Geez, that Harry Maguire cops some, doesn't he? He's horrible. He's been horrible. But he's playing against the best players in the world. True, and true, true. you're defending and the amount of times you get in those one-on-one positions, every now and then you're not going to win one. That's right. Th- Although Van Dyke, he, get, he gets a lot of press because he's English. You know, I yeah, think of course. You know, he's the English centre-back, Man international experience. Man U captain. He should be, you know. Um, but you know what? It's a tough gig. It's it's a tough gig. What, we need to look into the whole Van Dyke thing and the one-on-one defending and how he went a whole season without getting beaten once. But then I want to I want more stats to that, and so I get a bit more um, clarity behind it. Because all right, how many one-on-one actions was there? You know, obviously his team defends from the front. It's it's an insult to them when a team gets over halfway. So at what point is he actually defending and what do they consider a 1v1? But he's a good player. Hey, going, going off on a tangent, the Ballon d'Or was Cairns yep. completely. Uh, it's probably the first year that Ronaldo and Messi probably weren't at the front of the queue. Conspiracy theory or what? Lewandowski? 
50, some, 50 something goals. Yeah, if you know, and it, Van Dyke. Well, if that's what it's coming down to, you'd think that Van Dyke would be a big chance as well. Champions League, league title. Yeah, massive, massive chance then for Van Dyke and Lewandowski. I mean, he's been doing it for years, as has Ronaldo and Messi, but always Lewandowski's always scoring goals at Bayern. Well, and H- before that at Dortmund. Henderson, I think, got player of the season, right, in the Premier League. For the Premier League. Yeah, and good. I like that. Jeez, he works hard for that team. The amount of running that guy gets through every game. Yeah, he makes little mistakes here and there, but just seeing the way his teammates talk about him in a few of these posts recently, it's been really cool, really cool. It shows the kind of stature he has in that club, and that's why he's captain. But we don't like Liverpool. Nah, and I promised someone I wouldn't talk about Liverpool. I promised someone. It wasn't intentional because I don't like talking about him either. But. Yeah, it was more yeah, Van Dyke and yeah. Anyway, good yep. luck to him. Do it again. Um, and just on that, Premier League, I think there was a decision. I think they're going to start around the 12th of September, something like that. The season will reset, restart again. Okay. So that's just been announced, I think, on Friday. So Quick turnaround. Very quick. And yeah, so how do, like, how do you mentally prepare for that? So you've had a long break, you go hard, you play a, a stack of games, titles kind of wrapped up on, you know, next week. Do they go on holidays, reset mentally again, or do they get stuck into it? Well, look, yeah, they definitely go on holidays. There probably won't be any international matches. So if you think about these guys, the best players in the world, who just played 45, 50-odd games, all competitions, Champions League, all that, and then – they get to their off season where they can actually spend a minute with their family on a beach somewhere, but no, nah, you got to. And so okay. can you travel? Can you travel? That's well, the question. Well, that's the thing. But you know, a lot of the previously pre-COVID, they'd be going to play internationals. They'd be getting ready for a Euro, getting ready for a World Cup, or they don't get a lot of rest of these guys. You know, but um, they'd probably all be happy in terms of COVID and getting a rest now wherever they can go to actually get one. But um, yeah, they'll just reset hopefully not think about football but tick over a little bit and then be ready to go that's why it doesn't take as long for players in europe to to get fit to be ready for the next season because they're just so match hard and battle hard and that you know a couple of weeks and they're ready to go again awesome hef good to catch up again mate yep nice one we'll uh, shoot the breeze again uh, next week um thanks everyone for watching or listening as well um podcast will start to widen out a little bit in the next little bit but follow us on podbean um talk to you soon